Hey there, you're listening to The Path to Transformation. I'm your host, Tammy. I'm a certified life transitions coach and sound healer. The journey to a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life doesn't have to be complicated or overwhelming. On this show, I will bring on experts in the field so we can learn practical ways to care for our mind, body, and spirit. You'll also hear solo episodes on grief and other hardships we might face because I don't pretend like life's all sunshine and rainbows. Here, we're fun, real, and a little woo-woo. So are you ready? Let's hop in. Hello, welcome to an episode of The Path to Transformation. If you're new here or you are a returning listener, thanks for tuning in today. Um, We are going to be talking a little bit about anxiety because that's something that I was really experiencing last week. But overall, it's something that I've dealt with my entire life. Before we jump into all that, I wanted to let you know about To Be Magnetic, which is a little program and it is all about neural manifestation. So really getting to that subconscious mind, helping us reprogram so that we can manifest and call in our desires because without getting to the subconscious mind and like rerouting those neural pathways, it's really hard for us to just think something into existence because those are beliefs that we have. In to be to be magnetic, there is a number of different courses, and each of these courses for, are for like a different thing. So whether it's shadow work, inner child, unblocked money that you want to work on, unblocked love, and it has helped me so much, and it's really helped me do more work outside of, you know, therapy and working with a coach and it's just helped me gain so much clarity and get out of my own fucking way, you know? So if you are interested in the Pathway membership, I have a code where you can save on that membership. I will put everything in the description below. And if you are local to me, I have in-person sound baths coming up. As always, if you are interested in life transitions coaching, I have a link for the discovery session that you can click for Linktree where I can get to know you a little bit and just talk about how I can best support you as you create your wildest dream life. All right, let's hop into the episode. I'm also hyped up on sugar and, you know, Halloween candy because I don't know about you, but there wasn't that many trick-or-treaters and unfortunately now I have candy left over and I cannot say no to a Twix. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Today we are talking about anxiety, you know, the faded, the evil word of anxiety. And I think millions of millions of people, of course, suffer from this to different degrees. But it's wild to me as somebody who's literally had it their entire life that some people just like don't have it, never really experienced it. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You mean you wake up every morning without the feeling of an elephant on your chest? Without the feeling that you can't like swallow (laughs) because you're so nervous and like anxious? What? I'm sorry. So it's wild to me that people aren't experiencing this. Anxiety is our, you know, body basically telling us that like there is a danger around, right? Or we perceive a danger that's going to occur. It's kind of like the what if something might happen? Like it's it's fear, right? When it's not managed, when we don't have the tools, 
it can go out of control. It can literally ruin people's lives. So I basically, my first earliest memory with anxiety was like when I was six years old. But before we get into that, anxiety keeps our body in like fight or flight mode. So we're really, you know, on edge. Our blood pressure can be elevated. You know, we, we might not be as alert because we're our heads are off in space somewhere else. And it can just really take away our quality of life, impact our sleep. It can get everywhere in our life. It can hold us back from doing the things that we want to do, achieving our big dreams, and just really keeping our lives on the back burner in so many you know cases so a quick background of kind of like my experience with anxiety so like I mentioned my earliest memory was definitely like six or seven and I remember waking up my mom at night and just being like I can't fall asleep so she walked me back into my room and I think I explained like what was happening what was going on and she was like oh like you, you just have some anxiety but I don't remember there being like a test in school or a presentation, nothing was really happening from my recollection. So I think it was just, I'm experiencing anxiety as a little kid. And then another memory would be family parties and I just like wouldn't be able to eat. And I remember kind of like clinging to my mom. So maybe, who knows, maybe I have like some sensory issues too, probably. But, you know, either way, I just remember not being able to eat. And I would say like where this kind of impacted my life most anxiety would be schooling for sure I you know things had to be perfect and I had to try really hard I had to read things over and over and I you know was afraid to participate because I didn't want to look stupid and if I did I would have a lot of you know the the anxiety the feel like if there was a presentation coming up, same thing. Super, so much anxiety. Another place, <laughs> I'm still trying to work on this, so not saying I'm a, I'm a great person with this, but is dating. That is for sure, yeah, probably right now the biggest spot that I have to work on with, with anxiety. But if you read the book Attached, which I highly recommend, it's a little bit, I'd say they need like, a second version or whatever, but it's kind of where I started my my stuff. So we all have a different attachment. So from that book, I think I learned that mine was anxious, but I think I'm more anxious avoidant or whatever the other saying is. So, you know, just wondering like, oh, when's this person going to text me? Or, oh my gosh, are they mad at me? Or, oh my gosh, am I being too much? Oh, I haven't heard from them in a while, but I really want to see them. And like, maybe if I text them, like, you know, this makes me sound like I've... <laughs> been a real bother but yeah just a lot of anxiety and then you know when somebody would give me the attention or whatever sometimes I felt like pushing it away so that's kind of where the disorganized that's what they call it disorganized or anxious avoidant attachment comes in it really it would get get it it gets in the way of that area of my life I also experienced a fear of passing out okay don't laugh at me too much but I was watching a shark movie in the movie theater I think you'll be able to understand which movie it is and the girl got her arm 
bit off by a shark. So when she was rushed to the hospital and she was seeing the light and I was getting like, she was, her vision was kind of blurring. So like my vision was kind of blurring and I was getting a little bit hot and I was getting a little bit dizzy and I passed out. Like basically when she kind of like saw the light too and I was freaked out. But after that, I forget what they call it in psychology, but it's kind of like when one bad thing happens, now you go to that area and you kind of have that fear again. So whatever that's called in psychology, that happened to me. Whether it was a movie theater, a regular theater, uh, assembly, you know, large crowd, on an airplane, I would kind of have this fear of, oh my God, what if I pass out? What's going to happen? What am I going to do? Is anybody going to be able to help me? Am I going to die? I need to lay down. Then also current day work performance, working like at a full-time job or whatever, anxiety would be, would be prevalent there too just in the fear of, you know, asking questions or messing up. And then, oh my God, like I got to tell the boss and now I'm like super anxious. How are they going to react? So I think that's, those are basically where I've had it the most. And I think no matter who you are, right? Whether it's you, me, somebody else, we oftentimes use something to cope with the anxiety, to relieve it because it's uncomfortable. So personally, my relief was food because once I ate that, I immediately, I guess, got the dopamine or whatever spike and my I would feel calmer, more relaxed. I'd feel full. I'd feel like safe. That was my, my thing. But some people's, it is drinking. It is drugs. It is sex. It is shopping whatever. It could even be running, um, working out as a way to cope because that's another thing that I did. I would overexercise to kind of compensate for the amount that I was eating. Working out can also be a coping mechanism. Some of these are, I guess, quote unquote, can be viewed and thought as of as healthy. But when it comes down to it, what are we doing? We are trying to cope. We are trying to escape the discomfort of our anxiety. And anything of too much is not good, as they say. So my question, I guess, for you would be, do you know how you are coping with your anxiety? Maybe you are also doom scrolling on TikTok. Something to fill this void to numb out the anxiety. Is is there something? It's important to have that awareness, I think, first of all, right? Now, in terms of medication, I've said it on my Instagram. If you don't follow me, I'm at TamiU underscore wellness. For those of us that have suffered our entire lives from anxiety and we've done different steps to be proactive, even though I'm, you know, holistic and I try to be cl- like clean, eat clean, whatever, as much as I can, there is a time and a place for, you know, the meditation and the green juice, whatever. But some people need the medication. Some people have a chemical imbalance. I still deal with shame for being on medication as I, you know, am somebody that is talking about health and wellness. Some of us need it and maybe you don't need it your whole life, but there's nothing wrong with taking it. It's just another tool for your toolbox. There's so many of us that are taking it, so many millennials. It's kind of not a joke, but people joke about it. My journey to obtaining that prescription though, I wouldn't say it was easy. And I think I knew I needed mental health help. I tried to advocate for myself since I was in high school. However, I was a little bit 
gaslit maybe I don't know by a by parents saying like oh you don't need therapy it's just your hormones blah 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 if anybody's telling you that like mm, if you need it you fucking need it you want it you that is perfectly fine you want therapy that's fine so I tried to advocate since then I didn't really get taken seriously I guess with my mental health till I had a concussion and I think that's kind of when I started the therapy journey but I needed it before then. I still wasn't on medication, but after my mom died, I was very depressed, already burnt out, extremely anxious, and you know, I didn't want to move forward. I couldn't move forward, think of moving forward without her. So, you know, I was like, all right, this is the end for me. But I ended up checking myself into the hospital and got some treatment when I was there for my mental health and I got put on my medication. It's been a few years on it and I personally don't foresee myself getting off. Now other tools as well and remember I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a doctor. I'm not telling you what to do. Just a preface, okay? These are just some things I've learned and my personal experience. So do what you will with this knowledge, but I highly recommend consulting your healthcare professionals, whoever they might be. So other tools, um, walking, you know, any type of movement can help us, you know, increase that heart rate, but then also increase some of the happy chemicals in our brain that some of us are, are low in. So working out, you know, moving our body, Magnesium is imperative for like over 300 functions in our body. So many of us are deficient in it. If you check your multivite, it's probably like if you look on the DV, the percentage um, onto the right of the like nutrition facts, DV stands for daily value. I'm sure you already know this, but oftentimes the magnesium is like 20% or whatever. So it's not even the full dosage, but consult your healthcare professional. I was told to take mine at night. So I take it at night and I find it's very helpful. Not only helps with anxiety, but improving sleep and also can help with, you know, bowel movements and all that, that stuff. Additionally, this kind of goes along with the passing out thing that kind of really helped me. But one of the things was like realizing all right, Tam, when did this actually happen? Okay, that one time, but has it happened since? No. If this happens, will some a nice Samar- Samaritan near you help you? Likely. So that kind of really helped me break out of that habit, slowly but surely. And then, of course, if I am feeling anxious, reminding myself that I am safe, because that is the whole thing with anxiety of like, you're on the edge, you're unsure, are we okay, we're uncertain. Reminding myself, I am safe, I have my back, I'm protected, I've got me, that is a tool that has helped me. Meditating, of course. I'm sure you've heard of all the benefits, but it's good for, you know, decreasing our blood pressure, relieving anxiety, improving our sleep, laying on the floor. I know this sounds random, maybe, but if I am feeling anxious, flustered, whatever, laying on the floor has helped me. Also a tool if I am feeling, you know, dizzy or like I'm going to pass out, it's good to be flat so you don't hit your head. So the blood rushes you know, back to your main organs, your, uh, you know, brain, heart, etc. So besides laying down, 
then writing my worries down, which has been very therapeutic sometimes. Just writing down whatever comes to mind, like really, really fast, whatever. What if this happens? I'm really worried about this. I'm worried about this might happen. I'm worried this. It doesn't have to make sense. Scribble, get it out. And that kind of, for those of us that maybe don't have a person that we can necessarily talk to about it, it helps to get that out and dump dump on paper. Maybe not dump on somebody, but dump on the paper. Of course, therapy, highly recommend. Those are some tools now to jump around a little bit, but kind of tie in with that. Some things that you can consider. What is, of course, your job like? What's that stress like? You know, are you a mom? Maybe you have kids. Maybe that's a source of your anxiety. What kind of environment did you grow up in? Were your parents extremely anxious? Did your parents, grandparents, most likely, survive something very traumatic? I know that my grandparents survived the Holocaust. Uh, So, you know, my grandfather was telling me about bombs coming down and shit. So, they say that um, the body, they say the body keeps a score, but there's also a book called It Didn't Start With You. I haven't delved, delved into it, but basically along the ideas of their trauma or, and their anxieties and stuff can can come down to us, make their way to us. Besides that, what, you know, what's your, maybe your neighborhood like? Your house environment, is there a lot going on? How are you also sleeping is your are you getting good sleep is it interrupted sleep how is your nutrition so when we aren't eating as you know many nutritious protein rich vitamin minerals vegetable all that jazz we and we're eating maybe more sugar processed foods there's no nutrients they're not nutrient dense these you know processed foods so our body as i mentioned earlier like magnesium we need vitamins we need minerals we need protein in order to function well so when we are not getting those proper nutrients and such we can develop things like anxiety and stuff i know for me as i was like saying earlier oh the twix sugar is a trigger for me and i know i feel jittery etc and i'm aware of that so kind of consider maybe the types of things you are eating another thing is gut health our gut is our second brain some of us if you're probably a millennial (laughs) were given antibiotics galore growing up as a kid and antibiotics kill bad but also good bacteria for our gut and our gut needs you know probiotics and good and bad bacterias when we kind of killed some of those off we can develop different things like anxiety so maybe how's your gut health are you maybe experiencing a lot of gut issues ibs and that's type of stuff that maybe there's a link between that and one's anxiety hormones are another thing to consider i am not i do not have too much knowledge on that however you know i do i did get mine tested and stuff but also if you have a monthly cycle anxiety can be different during different times of your cycle so highly recommend getting an app to track that and those symptoms i use shoot what's it called i'll look right now clue it's called clue but i know there's a lot of other apps to track one recent thing for me that I learned about is ADHD and thinking that I have that very most likely and I know that that's kind of what triggered my eating my disordered eating 
we can say, and disordered relationship with exercise. So maybe there's, you know, something else that you're struggling with too that you don't know necessarily. So I just wanted to bring this episode, not to scare anybody, but just to let you know, you know, you're not alone in this anxiety journey. We, me, anxious, girly, I try not to identify with the anxiety, more like I experience anxiety, not I have anxiety. That is kind of a shift that others have talked about, but you know, you're not alone. And I personally have the belief that there is something to help me. Like, I don't want to give up and I like to try different things. And I think that some tools are going to work better for others. Some people might just need medicine, but some people might need medicine and therapy and working, you know, on their eating habits and going to a gut health doctor and a bunch of other things maybe. So I feel like everybody's anxiety journey is unique and if you don't suffer from it, I am really happy for you and that's not sarcasm, but like I'm glad that you don't experience it. And if you do experience it, you know, you're not alone and hopefully something in this episode reminded you or maybe sparked something in you to get answers or just not suffer anymore. So thanks so much for tuning in and I hope to catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to subscribe, review, or share this episode with a friend. You can stay connected with me on all the socials at TammyU underscore wellness. And I hope to catch you on the next one.